Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to widestmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Does My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met at a training, and our secret sauce is that we and our partners became fast friends. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for couples therapy. If something you hear in this podcast stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com to leave a question of your own. Here's today's question. Why doesn't my partner ever tell me what upsets him? My partner is great at listening to my concerns, insecurities, answering my question, and being forgiving when I mess up big. He apologizes and generally adjusts the behavior that's upset me, which sounds like pure bliss, but I'm concerned that he doesn't express any issues that he has with me. And when I ask if there's something that he'd like me to change, he says he just wants to make me happy. If I were a selfish person, this would be great, but I want to give too. I have this vision of him talking about this after we break up, where he has a laundry list of things that he'd never shared with me that I could have fixed. Thanks so much. I love the podcast. Mm. I love this question. Me too. Like, I, I love, have so many theories. Love, love this question. Mm-hmm. Wait, not theories. You, I shouldn't say. Here's that. the thing. I usually go. I love this question, and both you two immediately <laughs> said, "I love this question," which is very rare. I'm super excited oh, to hear boy. what you have to say. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, it's like this person is already doing the U-turn. You know, like we're we're talking about this all the time, and so they're already like. I, I want to know what I could shift. I want oh, sure. like, yeah, I, yeah. you know, I, I want to yes. know how I can give. How could mm-hmm. I be the one who like makes something better for my partner? I think that's mm-hmm. just like such an interesting place to come with a question mm-hmm. from, right? So yeah. this person is wanting to know why their partner doesn't ever tell them what upsets them, but they're asking it from a place of like, because if they did, if they told mm-hmm. me what upset them, then that would give me an opportunity to shift. Yeah. So they're looking for the opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so to the person Which who's asking the question, my first thing to say is like, have you thought about phrasing it that way? Mm-hmm. Oh, right? Like, yeah. have you thought about sitting down with your partner and saying and something? reading exactly what you wrote. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. my first, my first mm-hmm. thought was on the, uh, the why isn't my partner telling me things that my first thought was not judgmentally 
how long have you guys been together? Because I didn't have a lot of stuff at the beginning. I don't not necessarily. I I didn't start to get really annoyed with Gabe for seven seven years in. So I'm wondering wow. if the partner is really? anything it like took yeah. you that long. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm very Amazing. I'm an appeaser and like. I would. I think I've told you. I think I've told you guys. I don't know if I've made it public, mm-hmm. and I'm not ashamed of it. I was very miserable single. So when mm-hmm. we first got together, I really was just happy to be with him, not in like mm-hmm. a desperate way at all, because that sounds so desperate. But like even at the beginning of our marriage, I it was just like I'm happy to be married. I'm happy to be married, and mm-hmm. um, and then things started to shift. I could have been a random coincidence, maybe not. After our first, our son came, but. Mm-hmm. I'm such an appeaser. I don't even mean people pleaser. Appeaser. Like I wonder I if that's a piece head. of it too, right? Because as I hear you talking about it, Vicky, I'm thinking, so appeasing is like one of the many ways that we deal with conflict, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if if the person who's asking this question, if their partner has that kind of system, yeah, where they mm-hmm. they don't re- they want to minimize conflict. They don't really want to do have to, they don't know what to do with conflict. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. talking about something that upsets them Ooh. could be a real activating kind yeah. of mm-hmm. piece, right? But so yeah. I wonder then, is there another way to? Because what they're really asking for is is not like what kind of issues do you have with me, but like how what can I do inside yeah. of our relationship that mm-hmm. would like really feel good to you. What could I shift inside of me Mm -hmm. that would make a difference for how you experience our relationship? Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if there's another way of putting that question out there that's not like so conflict heavy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to phrase it too. It's very conflict heavy. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, uh, you know what I'm thinking as we're talking about this is to validate maybe an experience that's happening inside for the person who's asking this question. And I'm really leaning into the book, The Power of Discord. Ed Tronic and Claudia Mm -hmm. Gold are the authors on that. And what they're talking about is that trust is built through discord and Mm -hmm. repair. And so if there's nothing coming at me that's a problem for you, what's going to start happening is actually either a not building at all or even oh. a deterioration of trust. Yeah. That you can't bring this, or maybe something's going to happen. Maybe you're going to, like like she mm-hmm. said in the letter, he said in the letter, whichever they said in the letter. I have this imagination that they're going right. to tell me about all these things after we're, we're done. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that I have this imagination that there's a laundry list of stuff, and you never trusted me enough to bring it to, to me. And it I to never... Me. I never got enough trust with you to like mm-hmm. somehow there's like yeah. a trust deficit. I'm like that you're using that word. I, I that love could the way be you're... born out of this space if we don't risk telling our partner what's wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. friendships that I have where mm-hmm. um the friendship gets stronger with every rumble we take. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, like the more we get in there and we have a hard moment, the more we're like, oh, okay, no. Now we, I know we could do that, mm-hmm. right? We if we can navigate that, then, mm-hmm. sure, right? This mm-hmm. is more real yeah. now. So mm-hmm. I think that like that's, and I'm, I'm guessing that almost everyone who's listening, almost I'm not mm-hmm. saying everyone, but almost everyone has had some kind of experience like that that you know in your bones. Mm-hmm. Like I had a hard moment with somebody, and then we learned something about ourselves and about each other, and we came through it. And we when came we through came it. through it, we were. 
stronger or felt, uh, somehow our relationship felt more solid, less tenuous, mm-hmm. less vulnerable after the fact. Yeah. And there are plenty of times, just to validate other experiences out there, there are plenty of times when you'll have a rumble and the repair felt incomplete mm-hmm. or yeah. placating or not, not or not really deep, mm-hmm. even though the wound was deep, where afterwards the the if that happens then afterwards the relationship probably feels even more unsteady so it can go either way Mm -hmm. i totally Mm -hmm. get how conflict can lead to things feeling shakier Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what the what the research is looking like it's it's, pushing towards it's pushing towards saying yes to discord Mm -hmm. And here's the other thing, and I really want us to really take take this piece in. It doesn't mean fixing everything. So what is actually being shown is it's about a third, a third, a third. So a third of the time we're getting along great. A third of two thirds of the time we are not getting along great. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's kind of big. This is solid relationship. I want people to. So, yeah, I want people this to hear is, that. This is a really important. Yeah, but you statistic. only need it to be good enough. Right. One yeah, third yeah. of the time. Right. Yeah. So we're kind of in sync. We feel in tune with each other. Things are humming along well. We feel intimate moments and connected and they mm-hmm. go great. That's about a third of the time. Another, to two thirds of the time, things are going poorly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, to build up trust, it takes a combination of one third. So half of that, half of that time, one third is with repair or at least a repair attempt. Mm-hmm. And the other half of that time gets ignored completely, and that's just fine. <laughs> totally. So if you have that magic combination of a third, a third, a third, so a third misattunement, mm-hmm. no repair, a third misattunement with a repair, and a third attunement, if you have that magic combo, turns out people feel very solid Secure. in both yeah. themselves and their ability to handle hard things. And, and in the, the relationship. relationship. But here's the thing. In the repair third, mm-hmm. in that third, mm-hmm. and I think this is really big, the thing that's needed is the attempt towards repair. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it doesn't have to so, be perfect. If it's not, some yeah. of the time you're going to actually have a repair. It's going to go really well. Mm-hmm. Some of the time it's going to be, oh, crap. I noticed that that didn't go so good. Is there something we could have done better? I don't know. But yeah. thanks for asking. And like, or, that, or and it could even go, yeah. no, play that out with me again. Yeah, yeah. This okay. would also count as a repair attempt. All right. And so, it would be fine. Okay, yeah. here you go. Go ahead. Pretend we got into it and you go, uh, that guy. Oh, yeah, that just felt like, oh, I'm sorry. That didn't feel good. Can we try I, again? I hear you. I really don't want to talk about it anymore. But see, that, <laughs> that is right still there, that's still an repair attempt. attempt. Because it's what did we do? We acknowledged attempt. that there was mm-hmm. a mismatch. We acknowledged mm-hmm. that, oh, that didn't go so good. And there was acknowledgement about it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the re- that's yeah. what's needed. And I'm not saying that feels good. Mm-mm. Right. Nope. I was just going to say, there's no, no, no way no. that Rebecca's okay with Jules going, no, I really don't want to. Well, I don't know. She may But I might need it. to like sit with myself a little yeah. and go like, yeah. Oh, yeah, she doesn't want to talk to me about it. All right. Well, <sighs> That's what I mean. Yeah, but if yeah, I keep totally. poking at her at this point, and she's Which just I told me do. she doesn't want to talk about it, mm-hmm. if I keep poking at her, I'm now we're probably going to have an explosion. Yeah. Oh, right. and by the way, I did give her a provocative no. <laughs> yeah, <she laughs> a did. non-provocative no would look like, 
Oh, babe, it's like 10 p.m. I really don't want to work through it right now. I'm so tired. Can we let this one go? That's very different. So now I gave her a non To hear it on the outside. Now. I can't speak for Rebecca on the receiving end, but do Well, how was it? What outside? was it like to receive that? Oh, it was nice. But I, I was sitting here actually in another moment thinking mm-hmm. about like the reason that I was actually okay with the last one. But that has more ah. to do with my nervous system than anything else and is not really here and or there. all about growth and loveliness. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. So even the provocative <laughs> no didn't get her riled. She's been doing a lot of work lately. It's been great. Well done, because um, the provocative <laughs> no got me riled. But the, but the like, non-provocative no did not for you, right? No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. So if you want, if you want to, to help your partner out a little bit, you can always give a non-provocative no. But what we're saying here is all of these mm-hmm. are repair attempts. And it's the repair attempt that counts as the full one third, Mm -hmm. not successful repair. So I think a lot of times some of the science has gotten out there and, you know, as we share and share and share the science, it gets diluted a bit and and simplified a bit. And so what I hear out there is mismatch is fine. We just have to repair. And then I get worried. I get worried that people are thinking I have to repair every single mismatch or else our relationship won't be healthy. Because then it reminds me of like- air quotes with yeah, my fingers. Air quotes. It reminds that. me of the thing that my grandparents <laughs> used to say when I was growing up, like uh, the secret to a healthy relationship is to never go to bed upset. Oh, I hate that one. I do too. I <laughs> totally, totally hate mm. it. Mm-hmm. Because I used to think like, no, okay, so yeah. that meant that now we have to like milk it and like stay engaged and we literally can't close our eyes and go to sleep until we figure this out. But truthfully, sometimes it's the sleep that mm-hmm. helps us figure it out. Like we need to rest and take a break and disengage. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's pretty much what I heard you asking for in that mock totally repair mm-hmm. attempt we did, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like, I need to disengage from this right now. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to remind folks that asking for what you need is like so incredibly important. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. if you come to your partner and say something like, help me figure this out with you. And they tell you like, what I need is space. Mm -hmm. Right. On some level, even though that might be hard to take Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. On some level, it's also like, let's celebrate them letting you know what they need. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've started to celebrate that when, um, I hate to rat him out, but my my wonderful husband, Gabriel, cannot take a time out. He mm-hmm. just, those words are never going to come out of his mouth. Um, and I've opted to hear his provocative withdrawal as a timeout instead and give him the space he's asking for. <laughs> oh, that's so when he's like, his, 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 he, and I think this has come up on previous podcasts where he goes like, I'm done. And one time I was like, you don't get to be done. And then he went, okay, time out. And I was like, rats, you get to take a time out. <laughs> but, and I really did do that in front of him. I was like, dang it. Oh, so he but did take a time out. He time. did. That was like three years ago. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> one time he's ever used the words. But for real, now when he does like the I'm done or I can't or whatever, mm-hmm. I literally rewired in my head and go, okay, this is like, mm-hmm. he, that's he, his time out. That's, that's his time out. And I'm going to give mm-hmm. it to him. And I mean, I'm not always in mm-hmm. that brain space. I'll admit it. Sometimes I do mm-hmm. lash out back, but mm-hmm. sometimes I really do go like, okay, I'm going to let you have that space mm-hmm. if I can get there too. So yeah. 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 People ask for space in different ways. Totally. 
So here we are in encouraging Discord to build trust. And we're totally mm-hmm. encouraging Discord. I, I just want to mm-hmm. replug the book, The Power of mm-hmm. Discord. You know, if if this is interesting to you, it's a wonderful book. Yes, it and, is. And um, it's, I think Particularly it's really, for folks who are a little bit conflict avoidant. Yeah. It can really help you settle in with yeah, how. That's what it did for me. It can be possibly helpful mm-hmm. to move mm-hmm. into harder spaces. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I want to just also name, it's not too intellectual a book. Mm-hmm. It's written in a really approachable way. Mm-hmm. And uh, the audiobook is also fabulous. And so if it's something that you might be interested in, it also talks about how to deal with discord, like in the workplace and in all different mm-hmm. kinds of relationships, including intimate mm-hmm. relationships. So um, we we all really love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really yeah. do. Yeah. Huge plug for that book. Yeah. All right. Take care. Stay protected and connected. Bye, everyone. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at one of our workshops. You'll find our next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you can ask us your questions? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. And here's some gratitudes. Thanks to Al Hoberman, our sound editor and podcast production magic maker. Thanks to every one of you who has joined us for our workshops in the past. We've learned so much from all of you. And thanks to everyone who's reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help others to find the show. Take care of each other best you can. See you next time. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code W-D-M-P at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.